got a new series that I've entitled Being Led by the Spirit of God. And uh, in order for us to have a clear understanding of being led by the Spirit of God under the new covenant, we just need to clarify briefly how the saints were led by, the, uh, by God, by the Spirit of God, under the old covenant. Under the old covenant, there were, no one had access to the Holy Spirit except for three different individuals the king, the prophet, and the priest. They were anointed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would come upon them, um, enabling them to stand in their various offices. Um, but under those, of those three offices, there was only the prophet and the priest who could be led by the Spirit of God. The prophet was led by the Spirit of God from the point of view of he would hear um, the word of the Lord, and he would then be able to give counsel to others as to what God's counsel was for them, uh, the leading and the guidance that uh, God would then um, give them in their lives. With regards to the priest, he was really just the high priest um, that wore the ephod. And the ephod uh, had within it two stones. One was called the Urim, the other one was called the Thummim. And what would happen is they would uh, seek the Lord's counsel um, through the priest. And they would ask the Lord, you know, should we do this or should we not do this? And the, the stones would light up. One would be a yes answer, the one would be a no answer. And so that's how they got their guidance through that avenue. And you, we really pick it up in uh, King David's account because even though King David was a prophet as well, he never really received uh, direction from the Lord dire uh, directly from the Lord. He would go to a prophet in order to gain uh, the Lord's counsel and the Lord's guidance for his life. He would go to the ephod as well. And uh, Nathan was a prophet that spoke into David's life. Gad, the Bible said, was in fact David's personal prophet. And so David always sought the counsel of the Lord through the prophet's ministry or through the ephod in order to find out what God wanted him to do. But as a king, David would not receive guidance from the Lord. So that's under the Old Covenant. Under the Old Covenant, again, the normal lay person, the person who we would say is in the congregation today, had no access to the Holy Spirit at all. They had no contact with God. They would have to, if they wanted to know what God wanted them to do in life, they would then have to go visit the prophet. They would take an offering with them presented to the prophet, the prophet would then inquire of the Lord on their behalf, God would then reply to the prophet, the prophet in turn would then speak to the person and say, thus saith the Lord, and so the person would go away and then be obedient to whatever the Lord had instructed them to do. Under the new covenant, things change dramatically, because what happens under the new covenant is because the saints are born again, and our spirits are made perfect before God, um, the Holy Spirit is now able to take up residence on the inside of our spirits. Uh, before that, he couldn't. Our Lord Jesus, when he was speaking to his disciples, he said, the Holy Spirit is with you and will be in you, speaking about when um, our Lord was raised from the dead. And so when every one of us are born again, what happens is the Holy Spirit takes up residence on the inside of us. And our bodies which are the temple of our spirits, for our spirits reside within these bodies, our spirits then become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we can pick that up in uh, Scripture 1 Corinthians 6, 19. The Scripture says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you?
whom you have from God and you are not your own. So the Holy Spirit resides within the spirit of the born-again believer, which obviously resides within the body of the born-again believer as well, which is, that is the reason why our bodies are in fact the temple of the Holy Spirit. So whereas under the old covenant, the saint, the normal saint, had no access to God, they had to go to, uh, through, they had to inquire of the Lord through a, a mediator. So they would go to the prophet. Um, the saints under the old covenant never went to the high priest to consult with the ephod because that was a very limited uh, way of being able to inquire f uh, from God uh, because there was only the one ephod available. And so that particular method of inquiry was by and large reserved for the king of, of Israel. Um, but anybody else who wanted to find out the Lord's uh, counsel for their lives, they would have to go and inquire of the prophet. And the prophet would inquire of God. And, and it would come back, the answer would come back to the prophet. The prophet would then give the answer to the individual. But under the new covenant, things change because we have God himself living on the inside of us. Each saint has God, the Holy Spirit, residing directly on the inside of them. And so we, under the new covenant, don't go to prophets anymore to find out you know, what's God's counsel for me. Because that's foolishness, because God dwells within us. So for us to go and speak to a, th uh, uh, a mediator and say, won't you please inquire of God for me when God is residing inside of us, um, that kind of just is, it goes against what the New Testament teaches. And so it is that the way that God leads his saints under the New Covenant is that we don't go to prophets and we don't go to the priests to find out what the, the will of the Lord is. We go directly to God, God himself, the Holy Spirit residing in the inside of us. He is the one that gives us leading guidance and counsel. And so we just look in our spirits, for that's where God resides. And so it is the Holy Spirit himself who leads us and guides us, uh, for he dwells within us. And that is how God has uh, ordained that the saints are led by him under the new covenant. So it's completely different to how the saints were led under the old covenant. And so some scriptures we can look, along at, uh, look at along that line is in Romans chapter 8 verse 14. The scripture says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And so it is the Spirit of God that dwells within us, that leads us and guides us. Galatians 5.18 says, But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. And so it is definitely the, the Spirit of God who leads the saint under the new covenant. Our Lord speaking about the Holy Spirit when he was on the earth in John 14, 26, he says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now, when our Lord says that the Holy Spirit will teach us all things, all things means all things. It's not just the spiritual things. It's the everything in that. Uh, impacts on the life of the believer, the Holy Spirit is able to teach the believer just how to do that. And that includes how to walk in the counsel of God, how to walk according to the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who teaches us. It's the Holy Spirit. He also brings to remembrance all things that our Lord has said to us. It's, that's speaking about the Word of God. So when we spend time in the Word of God, um, the Holy Spirit is the one who brings to our remembrance about certain aspects in the Word which just helps us 
to be able to more clearly understand the Word of God. Another passage of Scripture, our Lord speaking about what the Holy Spirit would do when He came to dwell on the inside of us under the New Covenant, is in John 16, verse 13. The Scripture says, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. And so there again our Lord says that the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth, but He will also guide us. He is our guide. He is the one who leads us. For we saw in the Scripture, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. And so, just as a shepherd would lead his sheep, so the Holy Spirit is given to the saint to lead us in all of the affairs of life. There's not one area in our lives that God would not lead us in, um, for He is interested in, our, in all, every facet of our lives. And He wants to bless us, and He wants us to walk in his perfect will for our lives. Now, there is such a thing as the perfect will of God, and there is such a thing as the permissible will of God. Um, Book of Romans, chapter 12, verses uh, 1 and 2, uh, the scripture says, um, Be no longer conformed unto this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That word translated acceptable also carries with it the meaning of permissible. And so, um, God permits His children to do whatever they choose to do. The free will of man reigns supreme in the makeup of man. God doesn't override our free will. But nevertheless, God does have His perfect will for each one of our lives. But it's, in, it's incumbent upon us as believers to go to the Lord and say, Lord, what is it that you would have me to do in life? And when we do, then the Lord reveals us and to us His perfect will for our lives so that we can walk in it. And now he, the way he does that, he does it by his Holy Spirit who dwells on the inside of us. But that's talking about our lives in general, but also on a specific day-to-day -day, uh, walk that we walk with the Lord. Uh, we can seek his counsel in any aspect of our lives. In fact, we should, we should um, cultivate that um, ability to recognize the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit at all times. Uh, even in the small things, because when, when we do learn how to be led of the Spirit of God in the small things, when it comes to be led by the Spirit of God in the bigger things, in the bigger issues of life, we'll just be that much more comfortable with the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And this, our Lord said to us in that passage, John 16, 13, He says, the Holy Spirit will tell you things to come. So He also, the Holy Spirit, um, He knows all things. He knows all of our future. And so he can prepare us for things to come that are going to take place in our lives. The Apostle Peter, when he was about to go home to be with the Lord, he said that the, the Lord had revealed to him that he was about to put off his tent. And so the Holy Spirit does prepare us for issues that are going to arise in our lives so that we um, nothing really takes us by surprise. Nothing should take us by surprise. For the one who knows all things resides on the inside of us and our Lord said he will tell us um, things to come now things to come that he's talking about in our own personal lives the Holy Spirit will show us things to come he'll tell us about these issues the uh, events that are, are going to come and quite often he, he tells us years in advance what is going to take place in our lives um, and we just need to prepare ourselves for it good or bad whichever way uh, the Holy Spirit is leading us and so 
the Holy Spirit resides on the inside of us, and it is the Holy Spirit himself that leads and guides the New Testament saint. We as New Testament saints don't go to prophets, and we don't go to priests. Our Lord under the New Covenant has made us to be both kings and priests unto God our Father. Now that's in the book of Revelation. Now, as a king, there's no leading and guidance there. But as a priest, there is leading and guidance. Because again, as we go back to the Old Covenant, the priest under the Old Covenant wore the ephod, and the ephod had the two stones, the Urim and the Thummim. And the way that God led through that mechanism is that, as I said, you, we would, uh, the, the saint would inquire of God, and one of the stones would light up, and there would be the yes answer, yes, you can do that. One of the stones would light up, and that would be the no answer. You can have a look at uh, David. On numerous occasions, he would call for the ephod, and then he would inquire of God, shall I go after my enemy? Will you deliver them into my hand? And then the Lord would answer, yes, you shall go, and yes, I will deliver them into your hands. Things like that. That's the kind of inquiry that would, would be made through the ephod. It was always a yes and no answer. It was never a case of thus saith the Lord. Um, and so under the new covenant, we have been made kings and priests. Now, as I say, king didn't have the leading guidance of the Holy Spirit, but the priest did. And so the, the primary method that the Lord uses to guide the saints under the new covenant, because of our priestly role, is we have um, a type of the ephod that we wear. And that ephod has a yes and a no answer to it. And so when the Holy Spirit leads and guides the saints under the new covenant, he doesn't give us a whole discourse like the prophet would and say, thus saith the Lord. What the Holy Spirit does is that he, and we'll have a look at the scripture now, he witnesses with our spirit yes or no. So we would go to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, I'm planning on doing this. Is this your will for my life? Should I be doing it? Yes or no? And then the Holy Spirit would give us the answer, yes, go ahead, and then we know we can go ahead and do it, or no, that's not my will for your life. And so we know we can't go ahead and do that. And so that's the, the primary way that we are led under the new covenant um, by God, so that we can walk in His perfect will for our lives. It's the Holy Spirit who leads us, and the way He does lead us is He gives us a yes or no answer to our inquiry of Him. And so that's kind of the mechanism that God has put in place under the new covenant. So we, we've obviously just kind of alluded to it already, that the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us by our, in our spirits, for that's where the Holy Spirit resides. He resides in the spirit of the born-again believer. Now, by default, he resides on, in, on the inside of our bodies because our spirits reside on the inside of our bodies. But it's, it's in our spirits that the Holy Spirit resides, and it's in our spirits that the Holy Spirit gives us his guidance as to whether we should or should not do certain things. And so we can pick it up again in Scripture in Romans chapter 8, verse 16. The Scripture says, The Spirit himself, speaking of the Holy Spirit, bears witness with what? With our spirits that we are children of God. And so it's in our spirits that the Holy Spirit bears witness, um, that we are children of God. And so as the Holy Spirit bears witness that we're His children, so the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirits about every other aspect of our lives, every other aspect of our lives. It is up to us to inquire of Him. And as we become sensitive to His leading and guidance, 
Uh, so we will know all the time what is what the Spirit of God wants me to do, yes or no, I shouldn't be doing that. Another scripture, 1 John chapter 5, verse 10. Scripture says, He who believes in the Son of God has the witness where? In himself. Talking about in our inner man and in our spirits. So that is where the witness will always be. And that is the primary way that God leads his saints under the new covenant. He's the hope, because that's God himself. That's where he resides. We don't go to another man to inquire of the Lord. We go to our inner man to inquire of the Lord, for that's where God resides. And he will always lead us and guide us by our spirits, because he witnesses with our spirits. Now, when we say that the Spirit of God witnesses with our spirit, another way that, we, that can be said is that we perceive in our spirit what the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit is. Let's look at a couple of scriptures that just bring that kind of aspect of the truth. It's, it's the same concept, the witness of the Spirit, and us perceiving in our spirit what the Holy Spirit is um, counseling us to do, yes or no. Um, it's just a, another way to describe how the Holy Spirit witnesses with us. Acts chapter 27, 9 to 13, the Apostle, uh, 9 to 10, sorry. The Apostle Paul um, is, we, um, we see an account of him being led by the Spirit in this passage. The scripture says, Now when much time had been spent, and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and ship, but also of our lives. And so the, the Holy Spirit had witnessed with the Apostle Paul's spirit um, that he was not to, they were not to go sailing at this time because now it was dangerous for them to go sailing. And so the way that the, Holy, that the Apostle Paul describes his understanding of what the Spirit of God was witnessing on the inside, he says, I perceive. And so that's one way we can get a, a, a more clear understanding of how to be led by the Spirit of God. We perceive it in our spirits. We just have a, this knowing on the inside of us. There's no thunderous voice that comes. There's not even a still small voice that comes. It's just that we know on the inside of us this is a right course of action, you can go ahead and take it, or no, this is not a right course of action, you can't go ahead and take it. Our Lord was led by the Holy Spirit in exactly the same manner. And we can pick it up in the Gospel account, Mark chapter 2, verse 8. Scripture says, But immediately, when Jesus perceived where? In his spirit, that they reasoned thus within, himself, within themselves, he said to them, Why do you reason about these things in your hearts? And so, Again, there we see that our Lord Jesus, he perceived in his spirit what the Holy Spirit had revealed to him. He was teaching at the time, and the guys in front of him were starting to question uh, things in their, in their hearts. They didn't say it out loud. The Holy Spirit knew exactly what they were thinking. The Holy Spirit then um, imparted that information to our Lord in his spirit. And our Lord then perceived it in his spirit, and our Lord was then able to react to that by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so it's in our spirits that the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us and bear witness um, as to what it is that He's wanting us to do. Now, another way that we can um, have um, more assurance as to what it is that the Spirit of God is wanting us to do is that whenever the Spirit of God leads us, 
is always going to produce the peace of God on the inside of us. Now forget about what will take place out in the natural, and we'll get to that now. But on the inside, the, the, the saint will always have um, just a, a, a quiet assurance on the inside of them, this is the will of God. Or if there is not that quiet assurance on the inside, well then the saint knows I'm outside of the will of God, I need to now take a, a correcting um, action in my life. Let's have a look at uh, a couple of scriptures that just uh, highlight that truth to us. Acts chapter 18 verse 5, the scripture says, When Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus is the Christ. And so Paul was in the city of Corinth at the time, and he was working with uh, Priscilla and Aquila. They had a tent-making uh, business. And Paul had uh, the same skills, and so Paul was working with them. But when Silas and Timothy joined him from Macedonia, the Bible says Paul was compelled by the Spirit, and then he began to testify. So the Holy Spirit then kind of made Paul uncomfortable in that which he was doing, in that he was now working in this tent business, and he had to now leave that and go back and start preaching the gospel um, full-time again in the city of Corinth. And the, the compelling that he had was in his spirit. The Holy Spirit compelled him on the inside of him. Paul, now's the time for you to get out there and really start proclaiming the gospel. Um, another scripture that just shows us that Paul always looked to the leading and the guidance of his spirit to make sure that he was in the will of God. 2 Corinthians 2.13, the scripture says, Paul speaking, he says, I had no rest in my spirit. Because I did not find Titus my brother, but taking leave of them, I departed for Macedonia. And so Paul was preaching in the city of uh, Troas, um, but he says, I had no rest in my spirit uh, because Titus wasn't there. And he, he, he felt led of the Lord that he should be ministering alongside Titus at that time. And so that's just another way that Paul is uh, identifying that when we're led of the spirit, if there's no rest there, if there's a restlessness in, in on the inside of us, well then we know that there's something wrong and that we're missing God in some way. And Paul recognized that he was missing God. He should have been uh, joining Titus and ministering alongside Titus at that time. So on the one occasion we see that the Spirit of God was compelling Paul to go out and to minister. And in this occasion, uh, Paul was ministering, but he said he had no uh, rest in his spirit. There was this turmoil, this uneasiness on the inside of him. And uh, it's very important for us to be very sensitive to the leading and the guidance of, our Holy, of the Holy Spirit in our spirits. Um, because we can become so cluttered up with the affairs of life that our spirits, we don't really pick up. That, the, you know, we're not restful in our spirits. And that's something we need to be aware of. Another scripture we can look at to highlight how it is that the Holy Spirit um, guides us through our spirits is in Romans chapter 2 verse 15. The scripture says, Who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. And so in this case over here, what the Holy Spirit is telling us is um, under the new covenant, God writes his laws on our hearts and on our minds. He puts his laws into our hearts and into our minds. And uh, when talking about our hearts in that instance, he's talking about our spirits and obviously our minds. 
Now, when the saint is being obedient to the laws of God, then our spirit and, and our conscience together will bear witness with us that we're, we're on good ground. And so the Bible says that they will excuse our behavior. However, when the saint is now going to step out of line, the Bible says that they, our, our spirit and our conscience together will accuse us that we're out of line. So again, there's on the inside of the saint a knowing that what they're doing is right or what they're doing is wrong. And so when we have the, the assurance um, in that we're being excused by our behavior, then we know we're in the, the will of the Lord. But if there's this accusation on the inside of us, well, then we know we're outside of the will of the Lord and we do need to be seeking His counsel and changing our course of action. Uh, under the Old Covenant, the book of Proverbs, Again, it, it, it's, it, although it's a word under the Old Covenant, it's pertinent for the New. Scripture says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 and 17, Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Verse 17, Who weighs ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. And so there will always be um, a rest in our spirits. There will always be a peace in our spirits when we are walking in the perfect will of God. When we're outside of the perfect will of God for our lives, we will have this um, uneasiness. We will have this restlessness in our spirits. And it's at that time that we then need to be seeking after God and saying, God, you know, where am I missing it? What have I? And, and go through like a checklist. Lord, is it in this area? And pray about it and seek the Lord's counsel. And you, you will eventually narrow it down. And we will find out where it is we're missing the Lord, and then we can correct our action accordingly. But one of the other aspects that we do need to um, address in order for us to be led by the Spirit of God and by our spirits is that we do need to become spiritually minded because we will always act on that which we. Uh, our minds dictate to us. We, we behave in the manner that our, we think. And so if our, our thinking is carnal in its thinking uh, and natural, well then we will always look at the external, circumstance, external circumstances to determine what course of action we should be taking. Go back to when Paul was uh, speaking to those uh, sailors and to the Roman jailer. Uh, that he was with at the time, he said, "Man, I perceive that if we go out and sail at this time, that there's going to be a uh, you know a disaster that you guys are going to incur." Now they never listened to Paul. If you go look at the account in the Book of Acts, what they did was they looked at the natural circumstances because they were natural, they were carnal in their thinking, and so they saw that the weather wasn't was was favourable for them at that time to sail, that the, the the town that they were staying in was not favourable. Uh, the captain of the ship and the sailors were all saying, no, we can go. So everything in the natural pointed to the fact that Paul was wrong and that it was time for them to go sailing. And so that's what the carnal mind does. That's what the natural thinking does. Always looks at the external circumstances to make the choice and make the decision. But God knows everything. And so God on the inside of us knows what's ahead. And Paul knew there's a storm ahead. They didn't in the natural, they didn't believe Paul, obviously. They went out, they sailed, and they lost their ship. And they nearly lost their lives as well. It was only through the intervention of Paul's prayers that their lives were spared. Um, and so that's the, the difference between being led of the Spirit of God and being led in the natural based on our circumstances that are 
presenting themselves to us. Because as I say, very often the circumstances in the natural seem to dictate to us, well, this is the way we should go. But um, we need to become spiritually minded because it's God doesn't lead us that way. God leads us by His guidance in our spirits because God knows all of the future. God knows what is coming our way. And so some scripture that just helps us along that line, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. The scripture says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, God's perfect will is always going to be shared with us by the Holy Spirit with our spirits. And so we will always know the perfect will of God in our spirits. Um, but in order for me to um, gain access to that uh, knowledge of the perfect will of God, I have to meet this requirement. I have to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Now, the reason for that is because um, all of us, when we are born again, we come into this kingdom, we're all carnal in our thinking, we're natural in our thinking. And we've been trained to look at this natural world and make decisions based on the circumstances that are put before us. We're not trained to look at our, at our spirit on the inside of us in order to seek the, the counsel of the Lord because we didn't have access to that. But now we come into the kingdom of God, now things change. Now we are meant to make our decisions based on the counsel of God that is on the inside of us. And that change, that change requires a changed mindset. Because, as I say, we've been trained through a whole life before we're born again to look at circumstances and thus make informed decisions, which we, cl we claim to be informed decisions. But in fact, they are very limited in the information because we can only make our decisions based on what we can see around us and based on our past experiences. And so that's pretty much how the natural man makes their decisions in life. The spiritual man is not meant to make decisions like that. The spiritual man is meant to look on the inside of them as to how they should be making decisions in life. Now, obviously, there's, uh, there's, we, we live in the natural and we live in the spirit. So what do I mean by that? Well, when we come to make our decisions that we should be looking introspectively to, to our spirits to make those decisions, um, I'm talking about more of the, the, the major decisions in life. You know, Lord, do you want me to move to that town? Lord, should I be taking that job? Those are the kind of decisions. But it's not a case of when you're about to cross the road, um, Lord, can I cross the road, yes or no? Um, you know, that's been a bit foolish because the Lord's given us physical senses. We have eyes. We can see there's a truck coming down the road. And so we know, don't cross the road. You know, we don't, oh, well, I feel comfortable to cross the road, even though the truck's coming, you know, <laughs> you, you won't make it across the road. So, we, the, you know, we have sense knowledge that we use in this day-to-day -day living from that practical point of view. But with regards to decisions that we need to be making, let's go back to, to David as an example. Um, he and his uh, uh, team were, well, team and his followers, they had gone off to um, war, basically, to join the Philistines, and the Philistines had sent them back. While they were away, um, there was a group of, I think, uh, Egyptians might not be, I don't know. Anyway, they had come and they raided the camp and they'd taken everybody. 
And so David then inquires of the Lord. He says, shall I go after them? When will I catch up to them? The Lord says, yes, that's what you should do and you will catch up. And he said, will I recover everything? The Lord said, you will recover everything. So that's the kind of decision that David would inquire of the Lord. Another instance, he was in the city um, and his, you know, Saul was coming up against him and he said, will the city hand me over? And the Lord said, yes, they're going to hand you over. And so Paul knew to, uh, David knew to leave the city then. And so those are the kind of decisions that we go to the Lord about. Um, and we seek his counsel on the inside of us. We don't go to the Lord about accounts. His decision, should we cross the road, yes or no? That, that's a trivial decision and that's something that the Lord expects us to use. Um, our wisdom and understanding in this life to, to negotiate by. But when it comes to now the more important decisions in life, again, we've been trained all through our lives to look at external circumstances and look at our past experiences to make those decisions. And also speaking to other people, what do you think, should I do this, shouldn't I do that? And so we kind of make our decision based on that. But under the new covenant, our first port of call should always be to the Holy Spirit who resides on the inside of us. In fact, that should be the only port of call, that we should always just look at our, our spirit on the inside of us. But in order for us as to do that, as I say, we need to have a changed mindset. We need to change our mindset from thinking, this is the way I make my decisions, to thinking, okay, I need to now look introspectively to my spirit, to the leading of the Holy Spirit as to what the the Lord wants me to do. And so it, it's, it's, it, there's going to be opposition in our minds to doing that because until we become spiritually minded, um, as I said, we come into the kingdom of God with a carnal mindset and that carnal mindset has to change. For the scripture says in Romans chapter 8 verse 7, because the carnal mind is enmity against God for he's not subject to the law of God nor indeed can be. And so the the law of God would be the leading and guidance of the Spirit of God in our spirits. Our carnal mind, if the Spirit of God was saying to us to do something, <clears throat> the carnal mind's reaction to that leading and guidance would be no, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, not subject to the law of God. So it would never agree with that. It would always you know, disagree. And so that's why it's so important for us to renew our minds in order for us to walk in the things of God with regards to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Another scripture we can look at in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14. Scripture says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Again, let's go back to Paul's account. Guys, I perceive that if you go sailing, there's going to be disaster. Natural man disregarded Paul because um, the, the leading was... They could, you know, Paul could get it because he was spiritual and he could understand it with his spirit. But the natural man, hearing what Paul had to say, they just couldn't understand it because it has to be spiritually discerned. And so the natural man says, you know, that's foolishness. That's exactly what they said to Paul. Paul, you don't know what you're talking about. But nevertheless, uh, Paul did know what he was talking about because the Spirit of God on the inside of him knew exactly what he was talking about. And so, again, our natural thinking... Uh, will not receive the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit because quite often when God says to do something through our spirit, in the natural, there's very little or nothing that kind of supports that guidance. Um, and so it, it's so important for us 
to renew our thinking along this line. And uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 6 uh, says it very plainly for us. He says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And we saw in the, uh, earlier that when we are led by the Spirit of God, there's always going to be a peace on the inside of us. And so one who is spiritually minded, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Why is that? Because the spiritual mind is now hooked up with the spirit of, of that man. And the two are in, in sync, in unison. And so the spiritual mind is always uh, in agreement with the, the leading of the spirit, who is always being led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows everything. The Holy Spirit knows every aspect of our lives. And He doesn't hold back on any of His leading guidance. He always shares His guidance with our spirits. Because the scripture says, For as many as live by the Spirit of God, they uh, are the sons of God. For the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirits. And so the Holy Spirit is always bearing witness with our spirits as to what the will of the Lord is for our lives. And so our spirit always knows what is the will of the Lord for our lives. And so it is really up to us in our minds to become spiritually minded. We need to always be looking to the leading and guidance of our spirit. We need to be perceiving in our spirit what is the will of the Lord for us. And again, as I say, the, the, the guidance that the Holy Spirit gives us is that Urim and Thummim. It's a yes and a no guidance. It's not a thus saith the Lord. It is always a case of on the inside of me, I perceive that I can do this, or on the inside of me, I perceive I shouldn't be doing that. And that is the guidance that the saint under the new covenant uh, receives from God. And that's the primary way that the Lord leads all of his children under the new covenant. And it's available to all of us because all of us have the same Holy Spirit residing on the inside of us. But we will tap into that leading and that guidance um, more effectively through the renewing of our minds, becoming, transitioning from being carnally minded, uh, looking at the natural, to becoming spiritually minded, looking at our spirits and the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And as I say, it, it's, a, it's something that has to be learned. It's not something that will happen overnight. It's something that we have to cultivate and we have to uh, learn to um, perceive what it is that the Holy Spirit is leading us to do in that particular situation. And when we do that, and when we get that right, well then we'll start walking, being led by the Holy Spirit. Um, and that's the primary way, as I say, that the Holy Spirit leads us under the new covenant. And that's uh, 